0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Genesis chapter 31. Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken everything from our father and has gained all of this wealth from what belonged to our father. Jacob also noticed that Laban's attitude toward him was not what it once had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude toward me is not what it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father with all of my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said, The speckled ones will be your wages, then all of the flocks gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, The streaked ones will be your wages, then all of the flocks bore streaked young. So God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. In breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw the male goats mating with the flocks, and they were streaked, speckled, or spotted. The angel of the Lord said to me in the dream, Jacob, I answered, Here am I. And he said, Look up, and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted, for I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar, and where you made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once, and go back to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah replied, Do we still have any share in the inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners?' Not only has he sold us, but he has used up what was paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God took away from our father belongs to us and our children. So do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove all of his livestock ahead of him, along with all the goods he had accumulated in Paddan Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household gods. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him he was running away. So he fled with all that he had, crossed the Euphrates River, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. Taking his relatives with him, he pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. Then God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead when Laban overtook him. And Laban and his relatives camped there too. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You have deceived me and you have carried off my daughters like captives in war. Why did you run off secretly and deceive me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of timbrels and harps? You didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. You've done a foolish thing. I have the power to harm you, but last night the God of your father said to me, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you longed to return to your father's household, but why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered Laban, I was afraid because I thought you would take your daughters away from me by force. But if you find anyone who has your gods, that person shall not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me, and if so, take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the gods. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the tent of the two female servants, but he found nothing. After he came out of Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them inside her camel's saddle and was sitting on them. Laban searched through everything in the tent but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Do not be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my period. So he searched but could not find the household gods. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task. What is my crime? He asked Laban. How have I wronged you that you hunt me down? Now that you've searched through all of my goods, what have you found that belongs to your household? Put it here in front of your relatives and mine and let them judge between the two of us. I have been with you for 20 years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. I did not bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by night or day. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime and the cold at night, and sleep fled from my eyes. It was like this for the 20 years I was in your household. I worked for you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would surely have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. Laban answered Jacob, The women are my daughters, the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks. All that you see is mine. Yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine, or about the children they have borne? Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as a witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. He said to his relatives, gather some stones. So they took stones and piled them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jagar Sadotha, and Jacob called it Gilead. Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it was called Gilead. It was also called Mizpah, because he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Here is this heap, and here is this pillar I have set up between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this heap to your side to harm you, and that you will not go past this heap to my side to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father Isaac. He offered a sacrifice there in the hill country and invited his relatives to a meal. After they had eaten, they spent the night there together. Early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters, and he blessed them. Then he left and returned home. So Jacob heard Laban's sons complaining about him, saying that he had taken everything from their father. And he noticed that Laban's attitude had changed toward him. And then in verse 3, the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I'll be with you. Now this was a clear direction from the Almighty to Jacob. And Jacob didn't delay. Uh, He called his wives together, Rachel and Leah, not the mates, but the two principal first wives, and he explained to them what had taken place, that Laban's attitude was not good towards him, that God had spoken to him and he needed to leave. And they said, okay, we'll do it. We'll go with you. And so he also mentioned the fact that the angel of God had said to him in a dream, look up and see that all the male goats are mating and the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted. And the Lord said he had given Jacob this strategy because Laban has mistreated him. And so this strategy of the speckled goats and the peeled bark and all that we discussed in chapter 30 came from this dream. The Lord gave Jacob supernatural guidance with how to increase his own holdings, and in the process, Laban's holdings diminished. Now, why did Rachel steal Laban's idols? They made a comment that's very telling. Rachel and Leah made a comment in verse 14. They said, do we still have any share in our inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners? Not only has he sold us, but he has used up what was paid for us. Now, this is the bride price that Jacob paid Laban all these 14 years of labor. In their opinion, they should have had some return in in the form of a dowry from their father. And so Rachel stole her father's household gods. We have to assume that they were made out of some kind of precious metal. But the two are connected. Rachel was looking for the reimbursement that she was denied from her father that should have come to Leah and Rachel in the marriage. And she went and stole the most valuable thing she could put her hands on from Laban, which was these uh, household gods. So Laban was incensed when he found out the girls were gone and Jacob was gone and his idols were gone. And he went tearing after them with as many people as he could muster. But in the process, on the third day, uh, God came to Laban in a dream and said to him, be careful, not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. In other words, don't be violent with him. And so Laban blusters a little bit and tells Jacob that all the girls are his and the children are his and the sheep are his. However, God said, don't bother you, so I'm not going to bother you. And then they made a a treaty. And um, just one point, Jacob knew God as the God of his father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and now the God of Jacob. But he referred to... The fear of his father, Isaac. God as is the fear of his father, Isaac. In verse 53, Jacob said, May the God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father, Isaac. I love that name, the fear of Isaac, the fear of Isaac. And so this unique name of God was only connected to Isaac, the fear of Isaac. But he's also the fear of Isaac to Jacob. He's the fear of Isaac to Laban. Because God had put the fear of God in Laban and said, don't you touch Jacob. And so this fear of those under the protection of the Almighty came on on Laban that he was not to touch or harm Jacob or the girls or the children in any way. Friends, this fear of Isaac is still available to us today. The Lord appearing as the fear of Isaac, I prayed when my children were young that the fear of Isaac would rest on them to keep evil companions far from them that the fear of Isaac would rest on them to keep evil men and evil women from sexually mistreating them. And so, friends, I just want to pray for that protection now from the fear of Isaac. The Lord is the fear of Isaac. And so, Father, we pray now, we just invoke you as the fear of Isaac, the way Jacob responded and and called on you to to, um, hold Laban away and to protect him and his family. We call on you, Lord, to protect us and our families. May the fear of Almighty God come on those who would lead us and our children astray. May the fear of Almighty God come on evil companions to separate them from us and our children. May the fear of Almighty God, the fear of Isaac, come on us so that we might know you in this way as well as the other ways you have revealed yourself to us. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. and always.